here we are, just less than 24 hours away from the year 2024. At this time, it, it seems natural to be retrospective, to think back on the previous year, and also think about the new year. What, what's the new year going to be like? So what is the new year going to be like? What, what's 2024 going to hold for us? Well, I can say with some certainty, some things are going to happen in the new year. There will be war. Hundreds of people will be murdered in Chicago alone. There'll be crime. People will get new jobs and lose jobs. There will be elections and taxes. People will sell houses and buy houses. Uh, there will be um, teachers that teach, students that learn. There'll be sporting events and, and concerts. People will get engaged and married and divorced. There'll be baptisms and funerals and cancer. And we could go on for a long way, a long time. Basically, the things that have happened this last year, a lot of them are going to happen in the new year as well. That, that's true in school life. That's true in life. That's in, true in work, in the world, and also true with God. And that's why our theme for today is this. God is our shelter in 2023 and our refuge in 2024. We're going to look at some verses from Psalm 91. Psalm 91 tells us, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. He will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You go back to the, the second verse there. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He is the one in whom we trust. 2023 showed that. It showed that we can trust in God. Now, maybe for you, 2023 was a pretty pretty good year. I mean, um, still have your job. Your, your parents are still with you. Health is fine. You didn't have any major surgeries or anything like that. Or maybe for you, 2023 was horrible here. You lost loved ones. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe 2023 is a year that you never want to repeat ever again. And yet, God was our refuge last year. And, 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 and don't think of um, it being uh, physical. Think more spiritual. See, the devil. He wants us in hell. 
the Bible calls him a roaring lion looking to devour us. Way back in the garden, he tempted Adam and Eve to sin, and they sinned. Last year, he tempted us to sin. And we did. Sometimes businesses at the end of the year, this, this week around now between Christmas and New Year's or just in the New Year, businesses will do an end-of-the-year inventory. Growing up, my, my parents ran this really small seizing business, and we did an inventory. We closed up shop for this week, and I had to weigh all the individual spices, count the empty shakers, count the product that was already made, count the boxes. We, we counted everything for that end-of-the-year inventory. So, let's do our own end-of-the-year inventory. How well did you keep the first commandment last year? First commandment, you shall have no other gods, which means God wants to be number one in our life. Was he always number one? Or did things like sports and, and games and family take priority? What about the second commandment? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. When you prayed, was it only because you needed something right then and there? How is your language at work or on the road? What about the third commandment? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Were you in church every week last year? And if you were, were you here not just in body, but also in spirit? The fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath, uh, uh, honor your father and mother by, honor your father and mother, which also includes honoring God's representatives. So, how well did you respect God's representatives in the government this last year? Fifth commandment, you shall not murder, which includes any way that we harm the life God has given us. So, what words did you use that hurt someone else when you texted or replied to a comment? Sixth commandment, you should not commit adultery. What thoughts wandered around up here? Seventh commandment, you shall not steal. Did your offering last year, was it worthy of God? The eighth commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbors. How much did you stand up and defend someone else? And the ninth and tenth commandments both deal with coveting, wanting other things. So how, how content were you? with what God gave you. If we do this end-of-the-year inventory, looking at the entire year of 2023, we realize we've accumulated a lot, a big pile of sin. And yet God was our shelter in 2023. The psalm says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Think, think back in, in biblical times. Um, 
walking through a desert, and, and it's 120 degrees outside. You can imagine what just the shade of one tree, let alone a whole bunch of trees and oasis, the, the shadow that that gives and how refreshing that would be. That was God for us this last year. We rested in the shadow of the Almighty. You see, you look back on last year. You see that we were in God's shadow, that the shadow really of the cross. Because although we piled up this, this pile of sin, we were in the shadow of the cross, which meant God took all that sin and placed it on his son Jesus. Every thought nailed to the cross. Every word nailed to the cross. Every action nailed to the cross. Last year was a year where we were in the shadow of the cross. Now, of course, we just uh, celebrated Christmas a week ago. My wife saw this picture, this painting online, that really connects Christmas with the cross called First and Last Breath. Think of the first breath, first cry of the baby Jesus and that last cry of Jesus on the cross. 2023 was really a year filled with forgiveness. A year filled with God's grace. Instead of seeing sin after sin, breaking every commandment, God sees Jesus keeping every commandment. Instead of seeing that pile of sin, God sees forgiven sin. It's a year where we have taken shelter in the shadow of the cross. And because of that, we, we don't have to be afraid. The psalm says, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Remember, the devil wants to devour us. For 365 days last year, though, God defeated the devil. At, at day, at night, we were and are God's children. So we don't have to be afraid. The psalm says, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. We don't have to be afraid. Because we look at the track record of 2023 and we see what God has done for us. And so we know what he will do for us. We don't have to be afraid in the new year because we know what he will continue to do for us. He's our shelter, was our shelter. 
We don't have to be afraid, and so you will not fear the terror of night or the arrows that fly by day. And so the one who protects us is also the one who sheltered us. Now, the way God protects us, sometimes he himself is the one at work, and sometimes he uses others. He uses angels, and the psalm talks about that too. He says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you'll not strike your foot against a stone. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we heard about angels. Really, angels are more, think, more like soldiers. The angel hosts, the hosts of angels is really an army of angels. And you know how the Bible further describes angels? Um, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about cherubim, which is a type of angel. This is how Ezekiel describes them. Their entire bodies, including their backs, their hands, and their wings, were completely full of eyes. Isn't that an interesting description of angels? But if you think about this, God uses angels to watch over us, to guard us. They have eyes everywhere, so they can guard us fully and completely. Um, I saw on, on social media, someone tried to, tried, uh, made an angel food cake, and they tried to decorate it with this passage in mind, and this is what they came up with. If you can't really see, those are, are um, candy eyeballs <laughs> all over the cake with some wings. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if angels really look like that, and what they look like really isn't important. What they do is. And what did the Psalms say they do? He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You know, at Christmas time, there's a number of, of times that an angel appeared to people in the Christmas story. And, and so, especially at this time of year, we, we can kind of get that idea. Angels appeared to people a lot. You look at all the Bible, an angel appearance is actually extremely rare. doesn't mean that they're not there. They are. In fact, that's why I love this account in Second Kings. Elisha, the, the prophet of God. Um... There was the king of Aram sent an army to actually take Elisha. And one morning, Elisha's servant got up and looked out, and there's this army coming. And he said, what are we going to do? And Elisha said, don't worry. And this is what he said. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord. So that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I love that story. Elisha and his servant got to see a rare instance what is actually there, what God actually has for us, his angels guarding us, watching over us. God, he 
He protects us. Now, that doesn't mean, though, bad things won't happen to us. The psalm says, you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. It doesn't say that the terror or the arrows don't come. They do. But God has given us this this amazing promise that when the arrows fly, when the bad things happen, he's given us this promise in Romans. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The devil throws his arrows. He, He comes and attacks, but God takes what the devil intends for harm, and somehow he he changes it to be for our good, for our eternal, our spiritual good. Now, there's no promise that we'll know what that good is. There's no promise that we'll see it. Just like with the angels, there's no promise that we'll see the angels, and yet just because we don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. God is the one who protects us. He did it in the last year. He'll do it in the new year. And so, make God your dwelling place. That dwelling is the idea of uh, living. It's a place where it is your home, where, where you rejuvenate, you, you, you get strong, you, you rest. So make God your dwelling place in the new year. Worship the Lord. In the new year, in 2024, re, recommit to coming to church every week. Grow in God's word. In, in the new year, maybe, maybe make a plan to, to read an entire book of the Bible. And actually, starting next week, we're starting a three-month sermon series going through the Gospel of Mark. So maybe reading through the book of Mark is a perfect way to start the year. Nurture the next generation. You know, pick a child that's here at church and every time time you see them, encourage them. Give to the Lord. Give to the Lord a gift that that honors him. And connect others to Christ. Maybe, maybe this is the year that you're going you're gonna to challenge yourself to invite four different people to come to church this year. One for, for Easter, for Holy Week there. One for uh, some sermon series during the summer. One for when the VBS kids sing at the end of summer. And one for, for next Christmas. Make God your dwelling place in this new year. Because he has been and will be your refuge and your your shelter. So, what is the new year going to bring? As we have just a few hours left of 2023. What's 2024 going to bring? Well, at church, I can tell you a few things. Every week, hundreds will worship God. We will continue partnering with Zion across town to, to share Jesus in the community. There will be more Spanish services. People will be baptized. Lives changed, hearts changed by the power of God's word. 
teachers at Illinois Lutheran will encourage children with God's word. Children will learn. There'll be vacation Bible school. There'll be so many things. But the greatest thing that will happen this new year, the most important thing, we will sin. But God will forgive. Every day in this new year will be filled with sin, but even more so with God's grace. That's why he was and will be our refuge, our shelter. So make God your dwelling place. Make him your refuge and shelter in this new year. Amen. Please stand. And let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, your blessings are new every morning. Blessings you've given us year after year, day after day, and you will continue to give us. Lord, as we go into this new year, be with us. May we make you our dwelling place, our shelter and refuge. When bad happens, which it will, return us to your love and mercy. When we sin, which we will, Return us to your love and mercy. And Lord, no matter what happens, may we give you glory and praise, for you are our refuge and shelter. Amen.